Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Paul? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. With me, as usual, is my co-host, Mr. Ernie Palooza. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. And we have a very, very special guest today, my good pal, Mr. Ruby Renexo. What's up, Rube? What's going on, man? This is weird. I'm totally in the Casada-verse. It's crazy. It's crazy in here. It's like a deep, dark black hole. You look like you're in the Marvel Universe from where I'm sitting. Where are you? I am in the, sitting here in Planet Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my universe. It's just full of pop culture nonsense. I love it. Obviously, that's why we have you on today. Look at the background. Jesus Christ. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> So Ruby and I know each other for years. We were in a band, a KISS tribute band together called KISS Nation. I tell many of those stories in my book, Start With a Dream. All true, Ruby. All lies. You must love writing fiction. It's the greatest piece of fiction I've ever not read. Or read. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, it's my story. I can tell the facts the way I want to tell them. Write your own book, goddammit. All you watching in the Casadaverse, lies, lies. <laughs> For anyone who want to hear backstory, just go listen to my audiobook. There's a quick story of how Ruby gave me 30, I think 33 or 36 Kiss songs to learn on my first audition. I gave him three. 36, and then he picked one that wasn't on the list. Well, that's all out of love. I didn't <laughs> think I, you were going to make it anyways. <laughs> luckily, I knew all 36 plus the one you didn't pick, which was, uh, I think Strutter was the first song you... Uh, Made me, made me play. I don't remember because none of this is true. It's so <laughs> on the, from the exposed videotape, I think. <laughs> yes, exactly right. But this week's topic is our top five favorite superhero films. Now, I'm a huge superhero buff. I've been collecting comics since I'm five years old. I, I had almost full runs of Avengers, uh, Spider-Man, Hulk, Fantastic Four. I had full runs of these. Unfortunately, I sold a lot of my stuff to buy my house for my family that we're actually in right now. So I do still have my full run of Avengers, one through almost 700 now. But so you, you, know, bought, you, you, you bought those gold records behind you with, with the comic <laughs> well, money. Okay. Some, of, some of those are earned. Some of those are earned. <laughs> How about the Iron Man armor? Is that real? Yeah, it's totally real. Made by uh, Jarvis himself. <laughs> Ernie, how about that black, that uh, whiteboard you have behind you? Who made that? It's all real. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jarvis made that. That's Stark Tech right there, <laughs> right behind Ernie. <laughs> you, listen, you'd be surprised what Ernie can pull out of his ass. Anyway, let's get to our top Hello. five. We're going to see. I have a feeling Ruby and I are going to be uh, at odds on some of these, and maybe we'll have a couple of the same picks, but I have a funny feeling Ruby went picked and picked some oddballs. Maybe, maybe not. We'll trust, see. Trust me, I know. So why don't we start? Actually, why don't we start with you're our guest? You're an oddball. <laughs> That's true. Why don't we start with our guest, Ruby? Your number five favorite superhero movie. Okay, my number five, top five of my top five superhero movie is. No surprise, right behind me, Mr. Iron Man. The original uh, 2008 uh, Robert Downey Jr. film. Mr. Stark, you've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous, I don't paint. What do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death? That's not bad. What are you building, Stark? I'm working on something big. I chose this film because this is the granddaddy of the Marvel Universe. All of the Marvel films 
stand on its shoulders, okay? Um, this planted the seed for what was to come for the next 10 years, all the fantastic movies that we saw. And what people, I guess, kind of forget that prior to this film, Iron Man was not a household name, okay? Marvel had licensed out all of its A hitters, you know, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, uh, but characters like Iron Man, Black Widow, so forth and so forth, they, they weren't household names. And at that point, Marvel Studios was just almost like some sort of like small production that uh, they decided to take these, at that point, somewhat B-list superheroes that they still had license to and do movies on their own without, you know, giving them to Sony or Fox or whatever. And when they did this, when they took that chance, it just exploded. Iron Man became a phenomenon and the Marvel Cinematic Universe never stopped to look back since. And that's why I chose it to be my number five film. I love it. So yep, even, listen. I, I even got the goatee. <laughs> okay, I got my Iron Man goatee. Listen, you're no Tony Stark. Let's start right there. I am Tony Lee Stark, his <laughs> Asian brother. I'll give you that. Okay. But, but listen, Who do you think a, really builds his stuff? That's a great, great pick. Obviously, Iron Man, you know, one of the most successful films in the franchise. But you're so right. Before Iron Man came out, really the whole Avengers side of the Marvel Universe were B-listers as far as, you know, the, the, the ultimate, you know, world was concerned. No one knew, you know, all the Avengers. It was X-Men, it was Spider-Man, even Fantastic Four, like you said, up until a point. I was always a big fan of Avengers, but I, they always got the short end of the stick. And when Iron Man came out, unfortunately, I just assumed that's what was going to happen again. I was, I was planning on it being, you know, not to badmouth the movie, but another Daredevil another Ben Affleck Daredevil. I, I thought it was going to be a good movie, but I still thought it was going to be, you know, a little bit low budget, a little bit on that B side. I never thought it was going to be the blockbuster that it turned out to be. And did you, did you know that at some point, I guess at the, at, in, the, in the late 90s, there was an attempt to make an Iron Man film with uh, Tom Cruise as Tony Stark? I did, did not you know, know that? that, no. Yeah. 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 How far did they get? Nothing but past pre-production and you know dealing with you know licensing and, and hoops to be jumped and all that didn't go far but that was the intent well listen i'm glad they didn't because i have a feeling that 89 version might have been what i'm talking about i think it would have flopped i don't think they would have been able to do what they right. did to this iron man what do you think of this sure. movie Aaron? i think it's great i also think it's um it, you could argue it's the greatest comeback in history in Hollywood for Robert Downey Jr. I mean, wasn't like, wasn't he pretty much exactly Tony Stark? Oh my God, perfect, uh, perfect. Did anyone really blink an eye when uh, it was, it was you know, made the news that he was cast? It was just like, well, duh, he is Tony right. Stark, yeah. But like Ernie said, at that time, Robert Downey Jr. was one of those actors that, you know, kind of fell by the wayside. So that's even Just though he- like Iron Man. Yeah, but even though, you know, it was a good casting and it turned out to be obviously magnificent. But when they cast him, I figured, ah, it's a throwaway. They're not putting big budget into it. They're not going to go the extra mile like the X-Men franchise. But obviously it turned out way different. All right. Great pick, Rube. Number five, great pick. Ernie, your number five. My number five choice is Kick-Ass. How come nobody's ever tried to be a superhero? Well, I don't know. Probably because it's impossible. Putting on a mask and helping people? How's that impossible? Dude, if anybody did it in real life, they'd get their ass kicked. I was just a regular guy. Hey, gorgeous. Hey, my only superpower oh. was being invisible to girls. <laughs> but the comic books had it wrong. You don't need a power to be a superhero. Leave him alone! It's none of your business! Yes, it is. Hey, there's a dude dressed like a superhero out there a bunch of guys. Who are you? I'm Kick-Ass. He's inspired a wave of real-life superheroes. Tool up, honey bunny. It's time to get bad guys. You wanna go fight some crime? Let's see what you can do. Oh, yeah. 
Didn't see that, did you? Which um, I even considered the sequel as well. And I now I noticed my list is full of sequels for some reason, actually. But we'll get to that. <laughs> Kick-Ass, to me, is three movies in one. There's the Kick-Ass, a superhero movie. There's the high school kid teen sex comedy. And then there's Hit Girl and her father movie, which is a, a, an incredible part of the movie. I mean, at one, some point in our lives, we all wanted to be a superhero. I stole that line from the movie. Uh, <laughs> I still want to be. What are you talking about at one point? <laughs> Yeah, All right, my number five. I went with, to me, the best movie of this whole franchise, and a lot of people are going to argue that, but I went with 1989's Batman. I have given a name to my pain. What are you? I'm Batman. My life is really ah! complex. Winged freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. I think, hands down, this is the best movie of that franchise. Whether you consider the new ones the same franchise, I consider Batman movies the franchise. So I think this one not only is the best movie of the franchise, but it really revived the whole concept of being able to do superhero movies at the time 1989 there was nothing like this coming out of course supermans were you know years before that so 89 and even like the later supermans like quest for quest for peace they were flops so by the time 89 came around superhero genre was pretty much dead and for them to cast guys like michael keaton and jack nicholson to star in this movie Everyone to me was, you know, our, my mind was blown. I remember the summer of 1989 when this came out. You could not walk down the street without seeing a, a Batman shirt. They were everywhere. Yeah. So, so building building on what's what's been said about the 89 Batman film, you know, that's it's it's on my list too. But uh, let me inter interject here and talk about it. Uh, I see. For me, there are pros and cons. A lot of the pros Joey already mentioned, and just to build on top of what Joey mentioned, what I guess what I guess the fan base of this generation doesn't really understand because we're spoiled with a superhero movie every month or whatever, but the, and they don't know the rabid sort of <laughs> phenomenon 1989 had with this film. There was no internet okay no internet but the, the 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 fire and the passion was just taking over the the world globally people were were getting batman tattoos people were like shaving you know batman logos in their head There's and even before the movie even came out that before, stuff was happening before yeah, build up i mean i mean we're talking about at least six months before right you know and and I, I think what people forget to, or people don't aren't even aware of, and even if they are aware or heard of it, they don't remember the the the, the fire of hatred when <laughs> Michael Keaton got cast. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. And it was this a, was a comedy, a comic. Right? And 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 then and, and, and you know, comic culture fans kind of forget now because Michael Keaton is so iconic within. With, you know, with, with this uh, category of films right now. But back then, this guy was, you know, he was Mr. Mom. You right. know, he was, he was a comedian. You know, when he was first cast as, as, as Batman, I thought, oh, he's got to be the Joker. I mean, there's no right. way he's going to be Batman. He's got to be a Joker. I think, you know, I don't think it's the greatest film. And I know I could be shot in a lot of countries for saying this, especially people thinking that I'm a huge Batman film. But what I do think, and I think this is even more of a compliment, I don't think it's a great film, but I think it's an important film. Without that film, we wouldn't have a lot of the movies that we have today because what Tim Burton had to deal with, see back in 1988 when they were shooting this film, you know, 
Tim Burton had his back against the wall because the world thought Batman was just pow, biff, zam, zowie, you know? And he wanted to show the world that, no, that is not Batman. Batman is dark and serious. Even the black costume was was something like people, right? you know, the normal, I mean, comic book readers already knew the dark side right. of Batman, of course. Right. But, right. you know, the average fan, like you said, they thought of Batman as pow, zap, zoom. Holy this, even, holy that. Right, even to see Batman in a black, all black costume was like right. jarring. That was my number five. Okay, Rube, let's move on to your number four pick. All right, number four for me, all right, is going to be the tail end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is Avengers Endgame. film is because it really is for me i mean probably if if there were any more if there were no more marvel movies ever i would be okay because that was such a great ending to a 10-year storyline i almost don't need another marvel movie because i feel like everything was done and said and just properly wrapped up and given to you in the most epic way and you know it just it was just such a there was not only was there of the action but the drama and you know you know some of the tear jerking moments and all that and it just you know it didn't cheese out and give you a nice happy tidy tidy ending there were casualties um you know it's just for me Again, you start off with a simple movie like Iron Man, and then you go off 10 years later with uh, Avengers Endgame. And it is almost kind of night and day when you see the two, but yet it's all connected and you and you see the connection. And um, I just think what, it, for me, it really is the perfect ending to a fantastic saga and storyline. That's why it makes my uh, number four. Yeah, listen, I, I think it's a great movie. Obviously, I've said it already a couple times in this episode. I'm a huge Avengers fan, so I love Avengers. I don't know if this was the best movie of the Avenger movies, but like you said, it was the best ending that you can think of for this whole run of Marvel movies, starting with Iron Man, like you said, and ending with Endgame. It was just the perfect arc all the way through, and you could really see which is really why I think the Marvel movies do so well. They're planning 10 years ahead. They're not right. doing one thing and hoping, oh, the public like that, we're going to go in that direction. Oh, the public hated that, we're going to go back in the other direction. So it I really- It was a plan. Yeah, it was a plan all along. And not only is it a plan in the cinematic universe, a lot of it was heavily, heavily based on comic storylines, which to me is really the way to go, not only to- really appease us comic book fans but it's because those stories hold up they've been around for so many generations the storylines hold up agreed you don't think Infin infinity war would have been a better ending <laughs> <laughs> well listen i'm an empire strikes back guy i always like the the, the down ending so yes yeah, so to me that is the ultimate ending but I, I understand, obviously you can't leave it there because, you know, hundreds of millions of kids would still be crying. All right, Ern, your number four pick. Oh boy, I'm going to be ripped apart with some of these choices. Uh, my number four movie, I, I had to choose a Spider-Man movie and I went with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. In your universe, there's only one Spider-Man. 
that there is another universe. It looks and sounds like yours, but it's not. My name is Miles Morales. Hey, kid. You're like me. How am I supposed to save the whole world? You can't think about saving the world. You have to think about saving one person. Time to swing, just like I taught you. When did you teach me that? I didn't. It's a little joke. The team building. Hey, guys. Okay, who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. Come on. How many more spider people are there? Save us at Comic-Con. What's Comic-Con? Let's go! Whoa. Listen, I think great pick. I like it. I don't know where this one came from, but what a great surprise this movie was to me. There's some great stuff going on in this movie. Um, if Ernie, I was to describe you are a special on, human being. <laughs> if I was to describe everything that was going on, it would sound like a 10-hour movie. Um, I really love how Kingpin is drawn as a mix of a person and a wall. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I loved it. God bless you, Ernie. Just, just God bless you. I don't mind that pick at all. I love that movie, Ernie. I think, again, even... All animated features, you know, I'm not going to say whether they made my list or not, but there's a lot of amazing animated feature movies from DC and Marvel that could have been high on these lists. So my number four pick, my number four (laughs) pick is my favorite superhero character of all time. This is a guy that I never thought, not only, (laughs) no, definitely not you, Ern. (laughs) <laughs> never did I never think this movie could ever be made, but I also never thought that if they did make this movie, it would be any good because this character is very hard to come across on the main screen. And I'm talking about the mighty Thor. I have sacrificed much to achieve peace. For, through your arrogance and stupidity, you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and devastation of war. You are a vain, greedy, cruel boy. And you are an old man and a fool! You're unworthy! Father, I now take from you your power! I cast you out! My favorite character of all time, founding Avenger member. When I heard this movie was coming out, of course, my hopes were skyrocketed. You know, luckily, Iron Man did come out before this and Cap, um, Captain America, and those movies were done so well, I did have high hopes because I said, okay, if they could do those movies really well, which, like I said, I never—I thought they could pull off Captain America, but I never thought they could pull off a character like Iron Man. So I said, if they could do that, I had some hope for Thor, but I still never thought as I thought Thor on Earth could translate, but I never thought that Asgard could translate into movies for some reason. Pleasantly surprised. I think they did a tremendous job on this movie. I'm biased. I'm pr- it's probably not one of the best movies in the franchise, but I'm biased because... I love the character so much, and I absolutely love the way they did it. Thor uh, falling from grace and having his powers stripped by Odin, played magnificently by Anthony Hopkins, and being cast down to Earth, and you know trying to function as a human, throwing a little bit of comedy in there. Uh, Chris Helmsworth was—I could never ask for a better Thor than him. He he pulled it off so well in this movie and then even got better as the franchise went along and as the Avenger movies went along. So the character really progressed really almost like Thor did progress in the comic books. He was very straight laced and noble to begin with. And then, you know, he started loosening up as the years went on. So I thought this movie was done perfectly. I couldn't have asked for a better Thor movie. Well, hold on. Wait a second here. So you mean you didn't like you didn't like the 1989 TV version <laughs> of Thor with Lou Frigno Hulk? Let me tell you something. I was so excited when, when that came out, when Thor was on the Incredible Hulk TV show. I was so excited about that that oh, I did hello. love it. Let me tell you something. I loved it because just seeing that character on screen 
I lost my mind. I love that. And even if you remember, there was an episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends where Thor made an appearance in the eighties. Yes. It lost my mind because yes. you don't, you never saw Thor do anything. Yes. So when I and saw I, yes. stuff like that, I, I went crazy. Yeah. So yes. I did enjoy that. And I'm inviting myself to your top five Saturday morning cartoons episodes <laughs> whenever you have it. Oh, that's coming, baby. That's coming soon. <laughs> I'm knocking at your door. <laughs> I'll tell you if this was top 10, we would have had Thor Ragnarok. Love it. Love that movie too. Thor Ragnarok was kind of their, I guess, Marvel's way of trying to shoot. I guess it, there were elements Planet of Planet Hulk, right? Yeah. yeah. It was Planet Hulk and it was based off or loosely based off of the concept of what Planet Hulk was. All right. We are up to number three. Rube, up to you. So my number three, uh, as we suspected, has already been mentioned on the list. And that is 1989's Batman. There you Ooh. go. Batman right here. Ernie, you're number three. Another cartoon. <laughs> I like uh, it. <laughs> the Incredibles 2. New job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes. And Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? <clears throat> number two over yep. number one. Yep. That's it. Incredibles one was incredible. But give me uh give me why you're with number two. The first one just missed my list also. Um I you can argue this is Pixar's greatest movie. And for me, that's saying a lot. I, I cry in every Pixar movie. <laughs> but uh Yes, the first one is also great. Matter of fact, they're both the same movie now. It's like Godfather 1 and 2. You don't watch one without the other, in my opinion. <laughs> um, if you never saw these movies, you got to watch both. Uh, my number three is the very first Avengers movie. We are not your enemy's banner. Try to think! <laughs> so again, me being Mr. Avenger buff, I was so excited to see this team finally on the big screen. There was an animated feature called Ultimate Avengers that came out years before. And it was really the first time you got to see Avengers in that gritty way that they were in the comic book sometimes. And Ultimate Avengers was one of my favorite movies ever because it was so well done. And then, you know, obviously my, my hopes were super high for this one. And because they did it right, you know, unlike DC with Justice League, they did this They just did it right. They set it up so goddamn perfectly with Iron Man, Cap, and Thor coming before it, giving all of them their own movies. If you don't have those three individual movies and the studio just decides to put out Avengers, Avengers is possibly a flop. It's still a great, it's still an amazing movie, but it doesn't have the impact you know these characters so well between the little stuff like the Thor Hulk fight, which to me maybe is my favorite scene in any superhero movie ever. Having that first confrontation where the Hulk is so scary and he's changing and Black Widow is terrified. And you already know Black Widow as this badass and she's terrified like it's a horror movie, like Jason is coming. And then to have him confront Thor on that ship when the first time he blocks his hammer. It, Did it, you mention Jason? Did you yes. say Jason? Yes. Uh-oh. 
Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> if that if that thing started to move, I was hanging up right now. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. It was just so well done. And on top of that, Joss Whedon, who created and and directed and wrote one of my favorite shows of all time, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, was on board directing this. I thought you were gonna say Firefly. Firefly, listen, Firefly was amazing as well, but Buffy is still stands. I'm actually rewatching it with my daughter right now. She's loving it. Still stands. Buffy, Buffy. Do you ever see that show? Are you a girl? Dude, you're, you're going to get some hate mail. That is I one thought, of the greatest shows in history. Ernie, right, what do you think of this movie? It's still coming up on my list. You stole one of my movies. Oh, I love it. I love it. Give, give, tell me about it. Well, uh, it's. It's my number two movie. Uh, you know, to give each character their own origin movie beforehand, I can't imagine the patience and courage Marvel had to, to try something like that and the confidence. All right, here we go. We got our number two pick. Ruby, number two. All right, number two. My number two pick is probably going to uh, get some disdain from Joey. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My uh, number two pick is The Dark Knight with Christian Bale. Oh. 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 Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. He can't feel the neck. See? You wanted me. Here I am. <laughs> I don't, don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 you, you complete me. Um, I'm sorry, Joey. I love this film. This was the Batman. I mean, it, I mean, it, I love Begins, Batman Begins. I really love Batman Begins, but then I think it was just working all full cylinders with, uh, with the Dark Knight. And let me, and let me tell you why. Um, this is not, even though we're calling it a superhero film and it's in this category, this is not a, this, he, Christopher Nolan did not set out to make a superhero film with this. Um, That's why I don't this, like it, go ahead. This movie is basically a hard-nosed crime film. You can substitute, you could take away the Batman and the Joker elements, okay? And it really is the story of this one man hunting down the terrorist, you know? And uh, Christopher Nolan was inspired by the film, if you remember the film Heat with De Niro and of uh, Pacino. One, one of my favorites. Me too, right? one of my favorites. And if but you she's got a great ass. Right, okay. and those two- Your head Niro, is all the way open. And De Niro <laughs> and Pacino, barely shared any screen time together, kind of similar to Batman Joker and Dark Knight. And if you remember that famous diner scene when they, oh when they confront each other, the best. Nolan used that to, be in, uh, to inspire the interrogation scene with, with Batman and Joker. That was the scene where Batman and Joker face off and Joker almost starts to make sense to Batman. Listen, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but again, when, when I go back to comic books and superheroes, even my comic book reading lifestyle, I like the cosmic events. I like all the big superheroes. Thor's my favorite. I'm a big Superman fan, big Hulk fan. Um, all the cosmic stuff is the stuff that I grew up loving. Avengers was always that. I was never a big X-Men guy just because they were more of the gritty grind you know political type thing and even i was never a batman reader either you know obviously i've read some batman stories over the years but i've never been a big batman reader just because it's too you know on the nose realistic it's funny you brought up heat comparing this movie to heat it makes me dislike this movie even more because heat was <laughs> heat was such a heat was perfect what a what an amazing movie and this movie you're right it kind of has a parallel to it and it just never reaches the height of that movie. And really because you are replacing De Niro and Pacino, those two characters with Batman and the Joker. And you know, this one is really gonna give me a lot of, of hate mail, right. but 
I don't love Heath Ledger in the movie. I think he overacted. I, I know he died before the movie came out, and I think right. that kind of built on the hype of the movie. Right. But I got to tell you, I, I'll take Jack Nicholson any day as the Joker. I didn't think Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger did a great job at all. To me, the most perfect Batman of all of these is Batman the Animated Series. It's, to me, the perfect version of Batman. It's, it's I you know, in a way, kind of what they were going for kind of in this uh, Dark Knight ser- set, the whole series. But I just think the Animated Series did it way, way better. I don't, I don't want to see an action movie where I can replace Batman with Bruce Willis. I just don't want to see that. I want to see Batman like in 1989's Batman. What do you think, Ern? I love the Batman, the animated series. And, you know, and Joe, right Joe likes a short Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right after that, uh, a Superman uh, animated series that was very similar and I also awesome. thought was great. But the Batman was perfect, that particular cartoon. And uh, then Justice League to follow, too. Batman, then Superman, the animated series, and then the Justice League animated series. If anyone hasn't seen those, binge watch them right now. They are epic. Storylines are so adult and and perfectly done that the animation is simple and you can you can almost appreciate the storylines more than you know the thing i always bring up with these big action movies i was a big transformer fan especially the cartoon and obviously the toys back in the 80s the transformer movies are to me a disaster the the action scenes michael bay films in those scenes they're so epic you can't see what the hell is going on. It looks like a big, yeah, it looks like a big, this is what it looks like. <laughs> it jumbled mess. You can't even understand what's happening. And that to me is almost the beauty of the animated series. It Autobots dr- roll out. It's the op- yeah, it's the, it's, it's the opposite of that. The animated series is so simple and boxy that you can appreciate the storylines. Ernie, your number two. two. Number two was the Avengers. We Very had the, smart pick. Um, once again, I was uh, with uh, the the courage of take making all those origin movies. Uh, Marvel had total confidence in themselves to do such a thing. Brilliant. And in retrospect, it's a, it's an incredible achievement. And the Avengers movie was perfect. It was a fun movie. I guess they call it a popcorn film. I mean, it's enjoyable from beginning to end. Absolutely. My number two pick, to me, it really was the first superhero movie. The really, the this started it all. It's the grandfather of all of these movies, and that's Superman the movie. Easy, miss. I've got you. You, you've got me. Who's got you? We're sitting on top of the story of the century here. Who are you? A friend. You are revealed to the world. But you still must keep your secret identity. Why? Your enemies will discover their only way to hurt you by hurting the people you care for. For this reason, above all, I have sent to you my only son. 1978, Christopher Reeve, John Williams doing the score. It's, it, you know, to, to see, it was the first time, for me anyway, you know, I was still a kid. I didn't get to see this in the movies, but it was the first time, you know, me being a big superhero fan, it was the first time seeing something, whether it was on TV or in the movies, that I actually believed, and this was, I think, one of the taglines of the movie, you will believe that a man can fly. And you did watching that movie, you know, of course, looking back, you know, my kids watch the movie now and the graphics aren't great. They're not, they're no Avenger graphics or Justice League graphics, but watching that movie at the time, or even throughout the eighties, you believed Christopher Reeve was Superman. And I don't care what anyone says. There's no better Superman than Christopher Reeve. He's, he's perfect. Whether it's Christopher Reeve as Superman or as Clark Kent, he played the part absolutely beautifully everything he did the storytelling in the movie with gene hackman you know the otis character was you know the comic relief i still use that music you know all my shorts today i love love it so much everything about the movie was just perfectly done 
yeah, him reversing the world at the end and kind of uh, doing the time, you know, the time backwards. I get it. The real comic book fans want to kill it. But I also hate the big time comic book nerds that want to nitpick every little detail. Ernie, what do you think? Anything with Gene Hackman is great. But yes, uh, the first Superman movie is the only Superman movie worth watching, except two, because of yes. General Zod. Yes, two is magnificent. Two before well. Zod. <laughs> but aside from those two movies, there's none of the other Superman movies are worth watching. What do you think, Ruby? You like this one? I don't really want to talk about... I don't want to talk about your number two. Can I talk about my number one? My number one is Superman, all right? This is my number one, all right? This, like you said, look at this, that's an old laser disc copy right there. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know if that was a calendar or what the hell that was. Yeah, that was <laughs> a record. Laser I knew it was disc. a laser disc. Laser disc. <laughs> Show the kids watching what a laser disc is. It's a giant CD. Look at that thing. <laughs> giant DVD, kids. They don't even know what a DVD is, Rube. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean to build upon what's been said before this is uh why this is my number one film this this is the granddaddy of all we're not even having this conversation without this film i mean this film broke down walls broke down just barriers it just you know who knew that you know you could make, you can believe a man could fly without somebody just lying on like a wooden board and just having like you know, some rotoscope screen go, you know. Um, and the way he flew was full of grace. He looked like, he, I mean, like he was born to be Superman. Like they drew, they, in fact, they, they modeled Superman to even look more like him after, you know, post, right. post 70s. And one of the things a lot of people don't know or don't even remember, because I guess people just take it for granted, the whole thing that Clark did, that Christopher did as Clark with the whole, oh, gee, golly, gee, that whole really nerd sort of like, you know, lovable, sort of like goofy, mild-mannered, he invented that. That was not in the comics. And... Uh, uh, you know, with having an unknown like uh, like Chris Reeve surrounded by that generation's just A-list, Oscar-winning caliber of actors, your Marlon Brando, you know Gene Hackman, even you know Glenn Ford as Pa Kent, you know, uh, just surrounded by just the Hollywood's golden age of actors with this unknown character playing the title role, genius decision, genius. They did not want to get, you know, there were talks of getting like, you know, your Robert Redford's or your, or your Burt Reynolds or even Stallone, any of these A-list actors of that, Paul Newman, so-and-so, Warren Beatty. But, you know, Richard Donner to his, you know, genius and foresight could not believe anyone of those guys were Superman. Now, as soon as you see, as soon as you see another actor that you were so, you can't see Rocky in the Superman no. costume. You know or the I mean? Bandit. You can't put. Yeah. You can't put the Bandit. Right. It doesn't work. That's why <laughs> the unknown. Dirty choice. Harry in tights. Uh, you know, other actors. It's okay if you're wearing a mask. You know, something like Batman and something like yeah. that. But with Superman, you had to go with someone like that. You had to believe the second you saw him, you couldn't think of someone else when you saw right. that face. The credits alone are better than some other superhero movies. Just, the, just and if, if you listen, if you listen close to the opening of Top Five, when you when when our when our names are coming in, Ern, I'm using the Superman swooshes. I'm I never realized it. it. So, Ernie, your number one choice for best superhero movie ever. My favorite superhero movie ever. My number one choice. Joey, you're gonna love this choice. Oh no. The Dark Knight. <laughs> yes! Hold on. Yes! Let me press the yes! eject button. Yes, 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 yes. I was listening to what your argument before, Joey, and, and it was 
total ridiculousness. The whole thing. Thank you. Thank you. So, Ernie, you agree with the thoughts I said before? Oh, 100%. 100%. We had a good runner, and unfortunately, I'm going to have to uh, get rid of you. We'll talk next week, everyone, with a new guest host. It's the first great superhero movie for adults. No bullshit. And as um, (laughs) as uh, Ruby pointed out, it's really a crime drama in a lot of ways. Yeah. If if we were talking about best detective movies or or best you know B level Mel Gibson movies, I'd talk about best detective. What do you think Batman is? He's a detective, the world's greatest detective. He's a superhero, you mope. (laughs) At the beginning of your argument before, I thought you were going to, you were joking until you kept going. (laughs) Every scene with Heath Ledger, when he comes on, everybody in my house must be quiet. And if somebody says something, I have to pause the movie and yell at them and then rewind it. Why so serious, Joey? Why so serious, Joey? Overacts so bad in this movie. If he, uh, listen, God rest his soul. But if he didn't pass away, I'm telling you, he does not get the acclaim that he got. He overacts in the movie. Or whatever he's doing with that, he looks ridiculous. It's incredible. He's actually in some scenes. He's in love with Batman. He even says that once, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Which is a very, very Joker thing to say because the Joker has said that many times in comics or even in the animated series. He, he know the Joker knows he's nothing without Batman. It's, you know that, that's why he doesn't. That's why he doesn't fiend to try to find his secret identity. That doesn't matter to him. You know, it gives Batman gives him life. We even see that in. In, in the graphic novel, Dark Knight Returns, the Joker's comatose for 10 years until Batman comes and then he wakes up. I and love it, that you mentioned, Ruby, uh, the movie Heat, because the more, hated I think that. Of, the more I <laughs> no, think of the Dark Knight- I loved Knight, it, it made me hate it more. Go ahead, Ern. The more I think about the Dark Knight, the more I recognize that there is so much similarity to Heat. I've right. never noticed that before. Right. And that's the type of thing that I take pride in noticing. Well, no, we would say, and no, Nolan, yeah. that Nolan has admitted that in interviews. That that's how I that's how I found out. He he had already said that yeah many times. My number <laughs> one pick is the exact opposite direction. Realist Green Lantern is your number one stuff pick. Is out the window. My number one pick, my favorite franchise of all time, the Avengers: Infinity War. The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. The end is near. Humanity will still exist. You should have gone for the head. most it's the grandest superhero movie that will ever be made there's no movie that's going to be bigger than this movie as far as star power epic you know story arc that's been going on for 10 years to build up to this point even though endgame does end it endgame is kind of the afterthought of infinity war infinity war is the climax endgame is okay let's wrap everything up now and i get that that and endgame was perfect for what it is it's not half the movie that Infinity War is. All the cameos having all the full Marvel Universe 
converge in on itself and create this movie. You didn't need, you know, always with these big ensemble movies, the problem is they don't work that well because you have to tell a little bit about each character before you can tell the story of the movie. This movie is the opposite. You don't have to know about any character except one, and that's the villain, Thanos. And they tell you everything you need to know, and he's the star of the movie. Whenever the villain is the star of the movie, much like maybe my favorite movie of all time, Empire Strikes Back, when Darth Vader is the star of that movie, Thanos is the star of this movie. And that's why, to me, it's such a great movie, because you don't need to have this story arc or any origin stories of all these superheroes you're seeing all you need to know about is Thanos and all of the superheroes that you already know and love from Guardians and Thor and all the Avenger movies, Spider-Man, converge in on this one villain. And ultimately, the villain wins, killing half of the universe. To me, you can't ever have a better movie than that. That's the best villain. When he's a guy that... You're one of those guys. No, he <laughs> legitimately thinks he's doing the right thing and he feels remorse. When he kills Gamora, and when he even when he snaps his fingers, and you know he he really feels remorse, but he thinks he's doing the right thing for the universe, much like I'm doing right thing for the podcast community by starting this podcast. <laughs> I'm the Thanos and, of podcasters, <laughs> and doing the right thing by inviting me, of course, obviously. Hold yeah. on, let me let me see if I can maybe do this in editing. Ready? But listen, guys, great list. Super, I could talk superheroes all day. Fun list. So so uh, we'll have <laughs> we'll have plenty more topics coming up. Ruby mentioned something about exactly. Saturday morning cartoons. I think uh, that one will definitely be coming up in the future. Maybe if you know if we don't get a lot of hate mail with Ruby's appearance, maybe we'll ask him back. What do you think, Ern? We'll see if we'll, we'll have to check the mail. I also check I the also, mail. I also you're, you're on the uh, fence. I agreed <laughs> with the Dark Knight with you, and you're still on the fence with me. Okay. You're attacking my cartoons. <laughs> I also might have a, a co-host uh, seat available soon, uh, depending on uh, the the Dark Knight uh, pick. Maybe I'll have Ernie re-edit this and rethink his pick. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh -oh. that's it for today. We'll see you next time. Please, in your in the comments when you're watching the episode, leave us feedback. Tell us what everything you want to see as far as top five lists. Don't forget, give us some suggestions. Give us your top five superhero films of all time. Again, we're not talking about the greatest or the or the best grossing. We're talking about our top five. Ruby, any anything else you want to plug? You want to promote anything? Where can they find you on 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 the web? Hey, check me out on uh, Planet Ruby on Facebook. Very simple. I've got my own planet. It's small, but you know what? Even you're invited, Joey. Listen, you're going to see Ruby in a, a, a lot of funny getups. So I would I would recommend <laughs> checking that site out. Trust me. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's it, guys. Great time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Rube. All right, man.